Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host for this podcast series. This is episode 105 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is round tarot decks. And my special guest is Angela Mary of AngelaMaryMagic.com. Hello, uh, Hello, Angela Mary. How are you? I'm great. Hi, Teresa. How's it going, love? It's going well. I am just so excited to talk to you today. Me too. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Always divine to work with you, my love. Well, I knew that you were the only person I wanted to talk to about this topic because this is a topic that has me completely out of my element. So um, round tarot decks, you know, um, I don't work with them. I've only worked with the mm-hmm. standard rectangular decks all my life. And I know that you work with round tarot decks. Um, yeah, but, you know, yeah, but most of these tarot decks are they're rectangles. But, right. you know, there are some artists who have chosen a round deck. Do you know why some people yeah. are choosing that? First of all, do you have any ideas about this? You know what? I love reading when you get a new deck. It's one of those yummy things. It's just always like a special holiday or birthday moment when you unwrap a new deck and you get your deep dive and read bios from the artists and some of their inspirations. Every single person that I've read that creates round oracle cards or tarot decks has a completely different reason. Some of it can look at like it links together in a feminine or feminist perspective, but they're all varied. It's amazing. So, yeah, I think it's incredibly personal. Well, I find it really interesting because, you know, again, the standard is certainly not that. And so, yeah. you know, for someone like myself, who is used to working with these rectangular-shaped cards, the round ones feel really weird in my hands. So, of course, my first... <laughs> My first question is, as silly as it sounds, is how do you shuffle around deck? You know, I work with clients on video, and I also work with clients face-to-face, and I literally teach every single person how to shuffle because I do like when I work with someone in real life to touch the deck before we throw the cards. So it's a subtle movement that requires two hands, and you drop them from one hand to the next. I prefer people hold it in their left and drop into their right so they get that sort of interior moon mind message that comes from that left side. So you kind of drop from one hand to the next. And then um, I was trying to think of how to explain this to you. You shift them just slightly forward. So as if you're folding recipes together you're Mm. folding ingredients together so it's not as like when you're shuffling you know rectangular cards it kind of can go every other side that clicks together and dovetails together this is a little bit more like folding ingredients in a big bowl there's something very very natural and um sort of feminine about it to be honest well, actually, when you say that, I, I, I know exactly what you're meaning because, you know, I've got a rectangular deck right in front of me right now, and mm-hmm. I can just tell you that when I'm shuffling it, there is almost like, I'm doing it right now, an aggressive mm-hmm. thing to it. And it the is. whole idea of folding, yeah, the folding yeah. the round cards, that is way more feminine. Yeah. it's You just kind of think of things in terms of that chalice or that bowl that we sink into, that the 
belly of the work. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When we look at the cups and tarot, that's looking at that deep belly place that's inside. And that's where kind of we stir our brew. It's very much the cauldron. So you think of yourself in that witchery of stirring your brew and turning the cards in that really gentle motion where you utilize gravity, actually. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of that aggressive flicking and um, kind of turning it off your thumb, you're sort of using more your arms and your wrists. And I mean, I could go all day about this, Teresa, but for me, I know that my hands are my heart's messenger. So whenever I can use more of my body in the magical work that I do, I feel like more of that intense honesty that's deep within me will come out into the work. Right on. I love I'm not that. a casual lady. No. <laughs> That's really, I love, I love that the idea fun. of the cauldron and putting your whole body in it. And it's like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, sometimes the hands are the heart's messenger. The hands are the heart's messengers. I love that because, again, when I think about shuffling the rectangular mm-hmm. decks, it almost feels like the hands are doing it. The whole body isn't in it. So I, I love that. That's beautiful. Oh, Teresa, you are such a seriously potent practitioner. I mean, when we gather, we must have a round tarot deck between us. And I want you to teach me your fancy, fast ways of flicking through those cards because I love that you slang like you do. And then, you know, I can just be a person that welcomes you into this because you're so deep and beautiful. You'll invent your own way of doing it, and then you'll be teaching me. Round tarot decks are fun. They make things a little bit more sort of, you have to pay a different sort of attention. So what I say with round tarot is it increases the quality of listening Mm. because there isn't an edge to grab, Mm -hmm. you know? So you have to be a little bit more sort of drop your shoulders and relax and drop them from hand to hand. Mm. I love that idea. Of course, if anybody's listening in the background, they're going to hear my, my new doorbell uh, ringing, oh, <laughs> and we are just going to ignore that right now because oh, we're, we're continuing this conversation. Well, it was a pleasant sound, and both of us are air signs in our sun signs. So bells are magical. So I consider that, you know, the guardians of the watchtowers of the east calling us. This is about our words, right? Right on. Like that true air sign stuff. So, of course, with a regular deck, mm-hmm. you know, the cards are either right set up or the reverse, right? I want to move right, on to this right. topic now. Because uh, yeah. we could talk about the shuffling all day or the bells all day. But um, <laughs> with a round deck, those cards can turn all sorts of ways. So that's, that's very intriguing to me. You know, how might the uh-huh. interpretation shift if the card is turned at a funny angle, such as sideways? Yeah. Well, in all magic works, of course, there is no mistakes. That's what I believe in my witchery, that there's no mistakes. But this is so I'm, I'm sharing with you sort of my methodology. When we look at the left tilt in a card, and I speak of it in terms of tilting, so there's almost this idea that movement is expected and movement's good. So upright would be a really obvious and literal interpretation of the cards, and reversed is a little bit more the intuition. When we look at things from the left, we look at them in that soft, um, even deeper intuition, guided messages from far beyond from your very special guardians and guides that come in through the left yielding side, kind of like our night mind or our moon mind. And then when I see a right tilt on the cards, I feel like that's more IRL in real life. Do you feel me? I totally feel you. I got it. Right side. 
So you I know, mean, I could go on and on about that subject, about the way these cards turn, because round tarot oftentimes physically moves on the table and physically moves when the deck is next to you when you're about to pull the next card. A lot mm-hmm. of times you'll see them mildly oscillate or turn just a bit. So that's always really exciting. Well, it's certainly They're kind of made to move. Yeah, and it certainly lends to more interpretations, actually, because, you know, there's tarot readers that it. don't read reversals, for example. And I read reversals with a standard that deck. That blows my mind. Yep. I read with a standard deck because, you know, it's the way I've always done it, and I think that it adds mm-hmm. a lot of nuances. So technically, then, mm-hmm. if you have a round deck, I mean, mm-hmm. this could be turning many different ways. So now we're looking at it's true. so many more interpretations. I know. Wow. I know. And I don't want to overwhelm your listeners or anybody, but the way I do it, I'll go even further. It's not just that left side, yielding side, right side, in real life side. There's also the eight turns of our magical wheel of the year that begins here at Halloween, you know, and then goes to the winter solstice and so on and so on. So we've got our quarter turns and cross quarter turns. So there's really eight positions in a card that I read, a round card. Mm. You see what I mean? Because if it's just got that bit of a right tilt or bit of a left tilt, then I read it at that time. So we can have placements that indicate really specific dates that things will happen, really specific holiday season times. So it's very seasonal as well, sweetie. So there's a lot going on with these round cards. I like it because... I have to ground very deeply before Mm -hmm. I utilize round tarot because these messages can be very, very specific and people can get overwhelmed. Do you see what I mean? Because there's so many interpretations. And when we talk about interpretations, I guess what we're talking about is psychic messages. Mm -hmm. We're talking about that moon, moon mind where there's messages coming from beyond very specifically for people's major, major shifts in healing. So it's, you know, I believe that tarot is such an intense responsibility, Teresa. You and I both know this. Mm-hmm. This is not the kind of thing where you should go to a weekend workshop and then instantly you're charging for the work and you're a pro right. one week later. This takes seasons. And the round tarot, it, you know, gives me that every single day. It's so seasonal. There's mm-hmm. so many turns. And you have to really be grounded in the work in order to provide that um, in all honesty to someone who's turning to us with all their tender heart, with their vulnerability, with their needs. And I think it's a responsibility for us to have all those psychic abilities to do it well. Right. And root it in experience. You know, big time. So it's interesting. I love that you mentioned the moon mind because I want to go Mm -hmm. to this. My friend James Wells, who's a very talented tarot reader, wrote on his blog about round tarot decks. And he said this, he said, some, folks think of a round card as a complete cycle of lunar phases with reverse as dark moon, upright as full moon, with the other positions as being new moon, quarter moon, etc., letting us know if the energy depicted in the card is waxing, waning, in its fullness, dormant, or somewhere in between any of these. Now, I found that to be really an intriguing thought, and I want to know what your thoughts are on that. Oh, and first of all, like, thank you, James Wells. Can't wait to meet you. That's incredible. That is a new perspective, but it also echoes what I was saying about those eight turns of the wheel of the year, which is a year and a day in a witch's calendar. I love that it's through the lunar lens 
I'm just, I, I'm thrilled and I'm going to be working in the next 15 minutes and I can't wait to utilize that exact work. I think that that's inspired and it's genius. And I, I want to meet the man that was able to language that really delicate placement. I mean, the moon mind is really challenging to find words to because it is that pre-verbal inner knowing, mm-hmm. the part of us that's born in the dark and dreams in the dark. That's the lunar mind. And he geniusly put it into words. Mm-hmm. Round tarot is, um, like I said, pre-verbal. It's very much in the body, in that mysterious place where we are, you know, sort of born and have to go through our life rolling through the seasons like a round tarot card, finding our purpose, recalibrating and recovering from the things that happened to us and finding new ways to keep rolling through the seasons with helpfulness and healing and happiness. It's, uh, it's deep. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, my impression of what he said is off. It's genius. I mean, I'll, I'll just give it to you straight. I'm, I got to meet this man. Oh, it's going to happen. He's amazing. Yeah. So yes, you have to meet yeah, him. But, you Glorious. Know, he is. And, of course, I always like seeing great tarot minds get together, so I know you two are going to have a blast. Yeah. Oh, so, good. One thing I want to ask you then, too, you know, because I'm really into, like, shapes and things, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of us are because as tarot readers, we're also looking for symbols. And mm-hmm. what if we view the round cards like a compass? And I, mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about what if I looked at this as a compass? How might the directions of the compass fit in with interpreting these round cards? Yeah, Teresa, you, the round tarot is deeply calling you because that's what it is. In that north direction, we get that true north. We get that earth mentality when we look at a card upright. When we see a card that's reversed, it's in our intuitive mind, but it goes deeper in the chakras of the body. It goes to that root chakra, that fire chakra, or the south direction. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then when we look to the left, we see the dawn of new ideas we see the east we see the element of air and to the right we see the west we see the waters and the oceans of emotions it's you know water is life and water is how we evolved we stepped out of water we're made almost completely of water so we look at that west turn which is the right side which is that irl in real life it shows us literally everything is emotion Mm -hmm. We might try to control life with thoughts, but everything is emotion. And the moon moves the waters of our body up and down like the tides of the earth, which is mostly covered in water. So that right tilt and that right direction is very much west to me and very much water. Uh, on the compass and the directions is the basic kind of format, your basic framework of reading round tarot. It's awesome. And you're such a good traveler, too. That compass rose must be just a beautiful way for you to organize your thinking surrounding round tarot. So well, good job. <laughs> I, you know, it's really funny. I actually, speaking of compass, I have a really good internal compass. It's very strange. You can drop me anywhere, Lucky. and it doesn't take me long, and I find my way. I rarely get lost. It's weird. Oh, that's awesome. I'm traveling with you. Yeah, I'm a great I person to travel with. Well, we are traveling together soon, so I can't wait to be. Yes, yes, yes. I say throw yourself all in. What I've been doing, Teresa, is I just created because 
maybe because I love challenges, but because there's so many different round tarot decks and round oracle decks right now, I got myself some Italian cold-pressed watercolor rounds and created my own 78 blanks, I'm calling them. But they're, oh. they're totally not blank. They're kind of like little spotlights because they're white, but I have imbued them with different energies and different... I've consecrated them in my own magical way in my home, and we can talk about that more at another time where I can illuminate that if you're you know, feeling bold and brave. But I've consecrated and anointed them in a way that I'm comfortable doing with things that I have in my home, in my body, and at my altar. And I'm using these blanks now because I'm enjoying reading with just a wash of color to denote the different uh, minor arcana in, you know, uh, I have some golden tones and some rose gold on my east direction cards or the air swords and so on. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My recommendation is go to the art store and get some, if you have the privilege of purchasing some of these watercolor blanks, make yourself a blank deck, get 78 or by hand cut 78 round pieces of paper, do whatever you have to do to get 78 rounds and create your own simple round tarot deck and just designate whatever you think the upright is, whatever you think the reversal, whatever you think that left or right tilt is, and go in blind. Use your moon mind. Don't use your, um, you know, perfect sight to go for the direct symbology. Be brave and just let those tarot cards roll, roll with this new language that wants to shine through. It's pretty brave. Well, I think that's a brilliant idea. It's a new language. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you're creating that's a different what I've language. Just done. It is. It's listening. It's increasing that quality of listening deep inside mm. within you. Well, I want to thank They're you. They're pretty, too. I know you love an art store. You, you would just love these oh, beautiful yeah. watercolor rounds. They're lovely to hold, and they're kind of thick, and they're yummy to use. And they're just way too big. So I use the floor, too, so I feel like I get that very grounded messaging because I have to use them on the floor because they're kind of large. Well, I can't wait to see these, and I'm going to see those live and in person soon enough. That's my goal. Oh, yeah. It's on my new list. Oh, yeah. It's on the bucket list. Yes. Good. <laughs> so I want to thank you You're so much. No, you are. I want to thank you so much for spending time with me today oh, uh, talking about these pleasure. round cards because, again, I don't work with them. And not I'm yet. curious, and I'm not yet. They're calling. They're calling. <laughs> They're calling. Um, where can people find Teresa, you? Call them a compass rose. That'll make it just so familiar to you because you have such a fabulous inner compass. They're just a compass rose, and they're waiting for you. Well, maybe I'll have to take up your your tip to design my own one and make that work. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, that will be better than ever. Where can people find you, Angela Mary? I am on AngelaMaryMagic.com. That's magic with a C-K. And I'm also very active on Instagram. And I give a free magic spell every ding-dang day on Instagram. And I track that over to Facebook. I'm not as active on Facebook. I'm much more active on Instagram because I can do funny things and add music and do all the things that I like to do. And I can keep track of my teenagers over there, too. (laughs) (laughs) And for people, I, I think I'm pretty easy to access. 
Yeah. And for people who are listening, um, I'm a big fan. You make these sprays, these magical sprays. I use them every single day. I send them to all my friends. So if you guys are listening, you want to go to Angela Mary's site to get a reading, of course. Thank you. But also get the sprays. They work. I'm telling you, they work. They are pure magic in a spray bottle. I love my atmosphere magic mist. It's moon-infused water that's also imbued and consecrated with many, many deep and magical things. The last one I made, Sacred Shadow, I made an earthen cave in my garden. So not only are they moon-infused, but that some of the ingredients actually are within an earthen cave that come out um, the next day, and then I cobble together the essential oils and the blends. So they're all different aromas. There's four different methods that I use to do that. And it's all on my website if you want to go check it out. They're for protection, manifestation, embodiment, and for, um, you know, just living your life and cleansing yourself, your family, your bed, body, workspace, lovers, and friends. Mm-hmm. And I can say they work. All right. Good. Thanks, Teresa. <laughs> They do. Thank you so much for spending time with me today, Thank Angela you. Mary, and sharing oh, your wisdom. It's my pleasure. Anytime, honey. Awesome. I may be talking with you in the future about creating these round decks, so let's put that in the back of our Nobody heads and filed away for later. You. Absolutely. Take good care, sweetie. Thank you. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies the tarot coloring book, and hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening, and have a beautiful day. And hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, and I sure hope you are, take a moment to go to iTunes and leave a kind review. That way, more tarot-curious people will find their way to Tarot Bites. And of course, I always like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day, and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>